Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello. Hello. What a nebulizer. What's a nebulizer? <laughs> it's a tank of water I have to refill before bedtime. And then while I'm sleeping, it sprays a fine mist into the air. <laughs> Why? Because I'm just always so blocked up in the morning. It's oh. like there's been a landslide and a nasal passage. Me too. Does it work? We're on the first day, but yeah. I'd say early results are promising. I'm getting one. Yeah, I didn't even know what one was ten minutes ago, and now I'm getting one. <laughs> Amazing! It's not an aesthetically pleasing object, um, but I think that's not so much of a problem for you. That's really not. It won't look out of place in my room. It's fine. Yeah, exciting nebulizer. Yeah. How are you? Fine, thanks. How Good. are you? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, also fine. Um, you've you've very kindly sent me a bunch of clippings. It is again. Yeah. Um, the first one. Mm-hmm. Is I think this is from a, a, a book review, hmm. and it's hallucinate is chosen as Cambridge Dictionary's word of the year. I say book review; it's in the book section of the Guardian's website. I can't imagine they are reviewing the dictionary every year. <laughs> if they are, I love them. It's I love a vintage them for year it. for the dictionary. <laughs> they do add new words though, so it is exciting. Well, they do, and. Um, but surely hallucinate is not a new word, well, right? This, this is the, this is the thing. I have so, heard it, but it's not a nebulizer. The, 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 re- the reason they've chosen hallucinate is because it's it's taken on a new meaning to do with artificial intelligence and how ChatGPT works. Oh, can you give me the context of that? Not really, oh, okay. no. I've read it a couple of times. Okay. And I, I haven't... Um, uh, it says it now it has uh, an additional meaning relating to when artificial intelligence systems... Um, hallucinates and produces false information okay i'm i'm not sure about this i'm i'm with you i've heard hallucinate mm. I, don't, I don't what i don't want that doesn't incentivize me to buy the dictionary no, no. like what i don't want is a word that was already in there and then like a number four in the list of meanings <laughs> yes not interesting to me you want something new don't you like sexting well i mean that's been around for a while no no but i mean like back when it was new that was exciting when it went in yes see what i would have wanted this year is barbenheimer Barber. oh yeah that that yeah. was a new word this year. Yeah. Why why yes. have they gone with hallucinate when they could have gone with Barbenheimer? Yes. 
So I'm feeling slightly aggrieved about that. Um, what else have you sent me in these clippings? Mm. You sent me uh, a thing um, about Debrets, you know, the etiquette people. Oh, I love Debrets. <laughs> I do, I love Debrets. Yeah. <laughs> I love it that they exist, that's all. Yeah, I know. It's, it's sort of... It appears to be created for people who don't have the means to go to a Swiss finishing school. Yes, but they they would like all that, um, all that, all those fine manners. Mm, mm. Um, I, mean, I don't suppose Debrett's can help you with balancing a book on your head, but you could actually balance the Debrett's book of etiquette on your you head. Could, I'm sure um, for your posture. So this this is the thing that they have included um, in their latest guidelines. Guidelines. Um, <laughs> I follow them very closely. Yeah, yeah, don't don't mock. we all? A Ten Commandments of Mobile Etiquette. Okay. It's an update on a previous release. Mm -hmm. uh, it says if your call is unanswered, you should message rather than wait, waiting for the beep, which was... Um, hang on. Let me read that again. Yes, please do. wasn't making any sense, <laughs> no, it was it? It really wasn't. It says, uh, Debrett has advised people to hang up and send a text message instead of leaving a voicemail because oh, of their tendency yeah. to meander and become incoherent. Good and it's device. Ten Commandments of Mobile Etiquette, an update on a previous release. Yeah. It says that if your call is unanswered, mm -hmm. you should message, uh, meaning text, rather than waiting for the beep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with them on that. Let me have a look at my phone. Where, where is it? Oh, I think it's downstairs. I was going to look at how many... Um, unlistened to voice messages I've got. You've got voice messages on your phone, like from people, like, and you haven't listened to them. What if, what if it's Hollywood calling? What if? Well, you can see whether it's Hollywood. I know, you? but it could be someone saying, I'm just passing a message from Hollywood. <laughs> I know it looks like your dad <laughs> and it is your dad, but they phoned me first. Let they me tell you something. My dad leaving a message, would it, that's not my problem. Like, oh. I'd be amazed if my dad left a message. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Who are they from then? I'd be amazed if my dad, actually, you know, friends and... Oh, um, right institutions okay <laughs> and you just leave them there well, you, you don't know, even you, delete them just, no, they're just there. yeah um I, I find it so exhausting the process of listening to a voicemail mm. why is that i don't know because it's seconds of your day really it's i nothing. used to, i used to really like coming home and so, i used to feel actual disappointment if i came home and my answer machine wasn't blinking that's because it was the only option for people to contact you you'd be disappointed if you didn't get any text during the day maybe I not now no things every, have changed let me tell you something every contact from another human being just feels like admin to me oh really it feels like another thing on my to-do list <laughs> how how do you feel about text messages that said so we've talked about this before text messages that start with no need to reply to this but great yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. takes uh, a few yeah i don't know if people mean it Oh, I mean it. When I, say I, I mean it yeah, too, yeah, yeah. but um, I wonder if some people s still expect a reply. Because mm, no. the worst one is just checking you got my message. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't get lost in the post. No, no. Um, but with the, with the long voice messages, and especially these voice notes that people leave. Yeah, people have stopped doing that to me. Good. Is yeah. that because you refuse to join in? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't do it. I, I guess people pick up on the fact that you're not doing it back. I don't know. Sarah is heavily into them, but would never dream of leaving one for me. Right. But here's what I don't like about them. Mm. They, they invariably contain information that I need to hold somewhere. Yes, that's my right? problem. If it's a text, yes. it's just there and I can look at and it. And I can glance at if, it. If it's a voice note, mm. I feel like I need to be taking notes. Yes. I have to become yes. my own secretary taking notes on what the pertinent information is that then needs an action. That's what drives me mad about them. Sort of, and, yeah. and then if I then have to leave them one of these voice notes, mm. I feel like I need to 
write out a draft script. I mean, not <laughs> not a script, but you know, a little running yeah. order. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, just yeah. an outline of what yeah. I'm going to say. An agenda. Mm. This feels like a lot of work compared to a text. I'll tell you what I've done before. When there have been like, a few issues raised that I need to respond to, I've only responded to one or two of them as a point to be like, well, I can't expect you to remember anything you said if I can't glance at it. Yeah, awful. Mm-hmm. I do miss the days of... Um, you know, when your aunt's phone had, say, I miss these days, they, they still happen with some regularity if I ever call my in-laws at home. Right. Because they have a an answering machine on their landline. Okay. Not just an answering service where it goes to some digital thing like the BT answer phone, mm. if that still exists. Mm-hmm. I've not rang a UK know. landline and I don't know <laughs> how long, but a domestic one. Yeah. Um, but they, they have a machine still on their phone where if it rings more than two times... Okay. The machine cuts in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when that used to happen, you used to hear voice going, Hi, are you there? You there? Pick up if you're there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what happens with them is invariably, I don't know if this is an age thing or just um, uh, maybe like an optimism about how long it would take them to reach the telephone. There's never a time when you call their house mm. when the machine doesn't cut in. Right. And you, then you've got that automated voice going, hang oh, on a second, hang on a second. So annoying. Just uh, accept that you're a five, five ring person. Don't yes. try and be a two ring no. person. That's no. not you anymore. No. no. Um, what else from the clippings you sent me? Here was one that I quite liked. This is... Um, this is about the climate crisis, which I'm not a fan of. No, me neither. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see action taken mm. to reverse the effects of global warming. Mm-hmm. But it gets to net zero. It's just, it's just nice anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Not to be making a dirty old mess with your fuels. Mm. Use clean ones. But that aside, that aside, every cloud has a silver lining. Every cloud. You're about to give us the silver lining. Carbon right, right. It's a silver lining. Okay. Um, on the BBC's website, mm. fewer wild swans returning to the UK in winter. This is good news, right? Oh. Hate swans. Yes. Bullies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you mean they're always having people's arm off, aren't they? Always. Or breaking people's arms, having them off. I mean, that's that's what they do. Mm. And it's it's like it's not even like they're the bullies. It's like they're the, they, they were the bullies' acolytes, right? Because famously, swans belong to the Queen. So they were just using that <laughs> as a way of bullying people and, and having their arms up and breaking their arms. Right. Now the Queen's dead. Yeah. They know they can't get away with it anymore. They not belong to the King then. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably a lot of paperwork. Like, it's, what's, it's, 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 what's it been, like two years, a year and a half? Oh I don't know what it's been, no. but I, I can't imagine in the handover, Mm-mm. the swans is the thing that happens quickly. And I guess it wasn't priority. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, maybe they think, well, we need to check the small print. Mm-mm. So now they haven't got that bully the queen. <laughs> there might have had to been a referendum as well. Yes. Amongst the swans. Yeah. Who knows? If anything, you think Charles might like them more than the queen did. Why? <sighs> Explain yourself. <laughs> right, here's what I think. Mm. The queen mm. didn't really like anything apart from horses and dogs. Okay. Charles, Charles, I think, likes nature a bit more broadly. Okay, okay. I'm not saying he likes the arm-breaking component mm, of no, it. No, no. He doesn't seem the type. But he's got his Ducci stuff, hasn't he? And what? Like, you know, Ducci originals. Oh, Ducci on yeah, the left-hand yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's going to start selling swans any time soon. <laughs> that wasn't my man. Oh. <laughs> um, 
And then there's all that stuff about them being monogamous. Oh, yeah. Which they're not. Oh, you don't believe it? Well, it's not that I don't believe it. It's a fact. Like, oh, they, 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 okay. they, like humans, mm. they're often monogamous. Right. But also sometimes they get up to swan adultery. I thought they mated for life. Yeah, Is that well, that's not true? They, no, swans are very good. And this might have been the queen mm. at putting around. Mm. They put about, right. very good PR for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they put about these stories. Mm. Tr- couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> what about when they do that heart with their necks together? Yeah, but they don't know what they're doing. Do they? <laughs> you think they're like, let's do that heart for those people over there? You don't think they know now? All right, should we hear from the drifters? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do a quick note, first of all, from Kelly, the old uh, chicken crossing the road joke. When I said the bird's eye shop, mm. she says, I have heard that version. It was doing the rounds in Kent in the 80s. But Annabelle, the first line you're using is slightly incorrect. It should be, why... <laughs> Why did the one-eyed chicken cross the road? Then the punchline makes more sense. Still not that funny, though. And actually, this doesn't make that much more sense, really, does it? No. I mean, it ignores the fact that there's not a bird's eye shop. Yeah. And never has been. No. And it certainly didn't sell birds. Anyway, uh, I I don't remember it being the one-eyed one. I think I just stuck with the... uh, Why did the chicken cross the road? So, But I'm glad we got that cleared up. did you think it was funny when you were saying it? Yeah. Did you understand why you thought it was funny? Because he was going to the bird's eye shop. It was like a little, like a pun, the bird's eye. I mean, it's a terrible name for a company. Why do they call themselves bird's eye? (laughs) Like birds, I mean, think of bird's eyes. That's disgusting to me. Little eyeballs. Why would you call your food range after bird's eyes? To be fair to them, I believe the founder was called Captain Bird's Eye. No, he wasn't! (laughs) And and it's just named after him. Oh, all right, then I'll take that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. He'd take children out to sea. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Right, let's move on mm. to Chris. Mm. I mentioned in a recent publication that my wife Sharon is not a drifter. A recent incident, I think, is the perfect example of this. That she did it continues to blow my mind a month later. So here we go. A friend of our daughter, Jack, had left his coat somewhere and we are in possession of it. We were going to be driving to the town he lived in, so we'd drop it off. I knew the street Jack lived in. I dropped him up before, but I didn't know which house. Get close, boot him out, job done. Hang on, hang on. Is the daughter called Jack? Can I say something? I did feel that my intonation suggested that that was the daughter's name, but I'm realising now it's the friend's name. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> fine, fine if it is, but it was just when we started getting, I just sort of knew which street my daughter lived on. Yeah. It was it was becoming distracting. I, I almost stopped and tried to clarify, yeah. but I thought, let's see if I can get away no, with this. I, I just felt like on behalf of the listeners, I had to <laughs> intervene you. there, but make an interjection because I think everybody was at yeah. that point thinking... The daughters could. It's fine that they're called Jack, but you, you mm. don't know. You, you sort of know where they live, but you. So yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't like to derail you. Shall I carry on from where I was? Please do. Okay. I think we've cleared. We cleared it all okay. up now. Sharon insisted she did know which house it was. This would turn out to be a lie. We pulled into the street, a quiet cul-de-sac with maybe a dozen houses. So which one is it? I asked. I think it is one of those two. She said, indicating two next door to each other, about halfway down probably be the one with the trampoline in the garden and off she went as I started to protest I set about turning the car around partly to not be hanging around outside should it prove to be the wrong house I didn't want to be associated with disturbing a random family of course it was the wrong house 
I don't know what was said. She probably just straight out asked if they knew where this kid and his mum lives. Fortunately, the bloke who she disturbed did know and he was kind enough to walk down his drive with her and point to the last house on the other side of the road. Sharon wandered over to the right house, but nobody was in. At this point, we gave up and went about our business. No, of course we didn't. (laughs) Sharon said to me, turn right out of here. His nan and granddad live in the next street. They'll probably be there. It was Sunday afternoon. Not an unreasonable assumption. So we drove into the next street, a similarly quite cul-de-sac, a little shorter, maybe just eight houses to choose from. And again, she didn't know which house it was. Oh, my God. I think it's that one, she announced with familiar misplaced confidence and strode off down the drive as I again turned the car around, this time waiting very much not outside the house she was trying. No answer this time. At least we hadn't disturbed another innocent soul trying to have a relaxing Sunday. As I drove towards the house to pick her up, she gave me a little wave and shut up the driveway of the next house to try that one as well. I could not cope with this anymore and drove straight past and out of the street to wait for her well out of the way. She returned with another no answer and thankfully gave up her random pursuit of Jack and his extended family as we drove off to attend our reason for being in the town in the first place. Afterwards, we returned. They were in at their own house. The coat was handed over and we left. Well, almost. The coat was handed over and I sat in the car waiting while Sharon talked with them about God knows what for far too long. And then we left. My mind keeps coming back to the insanity of of doing what she did. I am certain that she has not thought about it for one second since we drove away. Wow. I know. Uh, That's the worst, isn't it? Like, if if you're ever not sure where someone lives and you have to knock on a door. It's one of the, I mean, there are are many parts of the film, Love, actually, which um, make me uncomfortable. But Mm. there's uh, there's a bit where Hugh Grant, as the Prime Minister, goes looking for his secretary, Martine McCutcheon, by knocking on doors in the street. He knows where she is. It's awful. I don't want to see that kind of of thing. this last one as well. Sorry, it's, 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 oh, sorry. Sharon. Oh, you so want to carry on, on talking about Sharon? I just want to say about Sharon. Mm. Let me take you back to, I'm going to say, any time between 1988, mm-hmm. 1999. Mm-hmm. Very, very common name. Yeah. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying what I'm not saying is. Isn't it weird that nobody's calling their kids Sharon? Mm-hmm. Because that that stuff goes in cycles. Yeah. Even though I don't think Jeff is ever making a comeback. Okay. But um, I feel that I don't encounter Sharon's of my own age or slightly above as much as I used to. You're suggesting they've changed their names? I don't know what's happened to them. Mm. I don't know what has happened to them. Mm. But it was such a common name that I used to go out with a girl called Sharon Smith. Mm. And sometimes I'd say, guess my girlfriend's name. Mm. And people just would be able to. Oh, wow. Because Smith's the most common oh, surname. No, really? It's a, Is it yeah. Sharon Smith? Yes. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But when was the last time you encountered a Sharon other than this one? Feels like it's been a long Gone while. underground, haven't they? It's like literally, they're, yeah. li- they're living underground well, now. I don't think it's not like, I don't know, Ada's. <laughs> although that's probably back in fashion, isn't it? <laughs> Ethel, Ethel's probably back Ada, in fashion. Ada, yeah. There's an Ada in Rudy's school. But but what I'm saying is, you know, that, that generation of the old lady mm, is mm. underground, mm, mm. shuffled off this mortal course. Surely, you know, there's not been a dramatic drop off in Sharon's. Due to premature death. Sure, that'd be weird. Would be weird. Yeah. Anyway. Well, shall I move on now? Yeah, I know you had another one that you were eager to tell us about. <laughs> Very yeah. eager. It's another door one, that's why. Okay. Sue says, 
I was walking to the hairdresser today, rehearsing in my head all of the limited repertoire of small talk I could roll out. Halfway there, I spotted keys in the lock on the outside of a house door. I did initially think, Sue, enable the port protocol and move along. Nothing to see. My next thoughts were, my next thoughts were catastrophizing. Catastrophizing the person inside would undoubtedly be robbed of all their worldly possessions and it would be my fault. So I did the good thing and rang the doorbell. I was about to walk away when I heard the ominous thud of footsteps. The door finally opens and what do I say? Of course, no hello, no pleasantries. No, sorry to bother you, but I thought I ought to mention your keys are in the lock outside and thought you'd want them. Oh, no, of course I didn't. I blurt out, your doors are in your keys. (laughs) Looks horrified and walk off before the person can answer. In other news, small talk on the hairdressers hasn't been a disaster. Has it ever happened to you before, seeing someone leaving their keys in their house? I'll tell you what, it's happened to... It happens with some frequency that somebody knocks on our door. Oh, because that's happened to yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that nine out of ten times I've had the moral high ground. Yeah. And, you know, I've been able to say to Sarah, look, I know... um, you know, you don't. I know you don't do it on purpose, but you just want to keep an eye on this because it's happened a few times now. Mm. And you know, we have been robbed in the past, and I'm a bit nervous about that kind of thing. So, mm. and and then I did it recently. And I feel oh. like I've lost. I've lost all my uh, moral authority completely forever. Mm. I've had it before where I've knocked on the door. I've seen the keys in the house. Knocked on the door. There's been no answer, and that is a dilemma because what do you do? You don't want to put them through the letterbox because then they're locked out. And then if you hide them, they're not going to know where to find them. Yes. Like it was, re- it was very, very challenging. In the yes. end, I put them somewhere. It took me ages, but I found somewhere that would be that they'd be able to see. But if you're walking across, like down the street, you wouldn't be able to see. It was difficult. It was really difficult. I told you about when I was in my early twenties and I was living in a quite a grim bed. It might have been a bit younger than that. Even it was when I first moved out of home. Mm. I was living in a grim bedsit mm-hmm. and I felt quite lonely. Mm. And sometimes. I would leave my keys in the door just oh. so somebody would knock on the door of my bedsit and say, oh, you left your keys in the door, just so I could get some human contact. Even if it was just a burglar saying, I just come to take you, all your worldly possessions. Oh. Um, send us your story, please. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> The Substack is a little sub place where we can... Uh, how's it Not done again? that for a while. No, 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 it just popped into my head again. Yeah, I've missed it. I think, it's, I think actually it's always in my head, but usually I show restraint. <laughs> Not today. Uh, how uh, How is the old Substack, oh, Annabelle? Th- how's it going Thanks on there? for asking. Yeah. Popular, weird. is it? Going well, good, going good. I did actually. So last week, what did I do last week? Oh, yeah, like that amount of time when you have to wait between knock one and knock two of a door when someone hasn't mm, answered people it. People like that, did they? I would say that I've had my most unsubscribes to that one. <laughs> I mean, it was only four or something. Right. But still, I think I really feel that separated the wheat from the chaff. As, well, that's good. Yeah, I got rid of the ones who like weren't of the same mindset. Yes. They didn't, they didn't think that. They didn't agree that that was a thing. Mm. And they were like, I'm going now. Thanks very much. Mm. So this week, I'm doing the guilt that I feel, the constant low-level feeling of guilt I feel at not leaving a review for an online business when they've asked me to. For leaving a review online for a business when they've asked me to, rather. Do you know, the week of my mum's funeral... Mm. The funeral director asked me if I'd leave an online review. Oh, my God. Yeah. And th- and they were really good. But I just thought, leave it a year. Can I use that in my sub tag? 
Yes, because you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a really good story. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. I think a year is an appropriate amount of time. It was so the week, the yeah. week of it. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Did you? Do no, it? I didn't. No, 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 absolutely not. Would you have done it a year later? A year later, I might have Maybe. done. Maybe. But I can't, you know, I just felt so... And they were nice people and yeah. they were you know, good at the job and whatever. And I understand. I think it was a... I, I, I think they were a somewhat uh, recent entrant into the funeral okay. directing scene mm, mm. in the Rill and Prestatin area. Okay. But... And they're building a business. Yeah, but still. Leave, just leave. You oh. know, you're not, you're, you're not ready to do that at that point. Oh, God, it's so, and it's, and it's endless, isn't it? You're always yeah. being asked to leave reviews. And with all good intentions, I say I'm going to, and I really mean it, and I'm going to, and I never do. But then I live with this constant guilt, like every time I walk past the shop, I'm like, oh, I didn't ever leave that. Anyway, it's exhausting. So. I know, but let me, t- let me tell you something. There are people for whom replying to an email comes out as easily as a breath. Okay. And for those people, I'm sure writing a review is the same thing. And there are people like me and I think you where everything feels like it needs to be th- thought through and, <laughs> yeah. and and costs you part of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel really self-conscious like because what if it's, I don't know, will it have my name on the website and everyone will see what I think and do I sound like an idiot? And mm. I don't know. It's, oh, oh it's, it's, it's too much. So that's on Bitweird, quite normal on my Substack, annabelleport.substack.com. You can just type my name into Google. If you spell it right, it'll come up. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what happens if you're out of interest if you try spelling it wrong? Never tried. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sitting in a really comfortable position. My arm is draped over the microphone stand. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd try and Google it, but I'm I'm not going to do that. No, of course not. Let's move on instead. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that a dramatic pause, or did you just forget? I just forgot, oh, okay. forgot where I was. Okay, miles away. Um, <laughs> do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? I do. So this happened after I left yours one night very recently. It was after doing the podcast. I got in the car and I noticed that there was very little petrol left, enough to get me home, but mm. not much at all. Mm. But I knew that Tom had a long drive very early the next morning to a job. And as I'm an amazing girlfriend, the kind that would buy a beer and snacks 80 pound advent calendar from Don Lewis. (laughs) Nobody has claimed that yet. So it's still from me. I know. Because I'm that kind of person, I thought, I'm going to do him a favour and I'm going to fill the car up. Also, I'd catastrophize a situation where Tom, who is a risk taker, unlike me, had tried to get to Birmingham with the orange petrol light on all the way and oh. ran out of petrol on a motorway at 6am and missed the job. And the client never employed him again and told every other client in the world that Tom was unreliable and we end up living on the street. <laughs> all this went through my mind in the time it took to put the key in the ignition. So my, my decision was made. I was going to go and get petrol. And I went to a garage I use a lot near us because the petrol is cheap. Tom says it's because they water it down like it's some dodgy pub trying to maximise their beer profits, even though water and petrol don't mix. So, <laughs> is it a is it the garage? Is it does it have a name we would recognise? I don't think so. No, it's one of those. That's like an independent right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I trust them. A mom and pop garage. Yeah, I trust them. Does a fella come out in a little hat and fill your car out? <laughs> no, for no. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I should also say that this is a big deal that I'm doing this with him because I do hate putting petrol in the car. Not just because of the expense. I just find the whole thing really stressful. Mm. I never park close enough to the pump and I have to manoeuvre about. I'm, all, <laughs> I'm always worried that I'm going to explode because I've heard about that before. 
<laughs> I'm going to catch fire for some like reason. Like someone rings you and your phone yes, triggers an explosion. Yeah, I don't know why that would happen. And the thing, the only thing I quite enjoy is getting the price to a round number. So mm. stopping exactly on £40, for example. Mm. Anyway, I pull up to the garage and I see a handwritten note pinned to the window saying you have to prepay. This, this is unusual. Presumably it's because it's after 10pm because I've never had to do this before. I'm also thinking that this is how they're saving money for the cheap petrol. Handwritten <laughs> notes stuck up instead of like proper signs <laughs> being made. Now, this note makes me feel very stressed as while I enjoy the fun element of stopping on a round number, the pressure of having to pay £40 at that little nighttime petrol station window and then getting it exactly right is too much for me. Because what if I go over? Do I have to go back and pay 1p on my credit card? I've got any cash on me. So I'm a bit flustered as I go back to my car. Now, I've got something to tell you about my car now. When you usually take a petrol cap off a car, it's still attached to the car with some kind of wire thing. It hangs Something down. like a little bungee thing. Yeah, know. or like mittens attached to a baby's coat, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, my petrol cap doesn't have this. It just comes off and I have to put it down somewhere. So I took it off and I looked somewhere for put, to put it down and I saw a lidded bin. So I put the cap down on the lid of the bin, but I hadn't realised it was one of those lids that even though it's flat on top, it's a swing oh, lid. No. So as I place the lid down, oh, the weight of it tilts the lid and the cap falls into the bin. Ugh. Now, this bin is about waist height to me, so it's quite tall. But as it turns out, it's also empty-ish, which is good in one way, but bad in another because the cap is near the bottom. So I'm having to lean right into the bin oh. and I can't reach it without feeling like a lot of oh. me has gone into this bin. So it's about 11 o'clock at night and I'm on a petrol station forecourt halfway in a bin. Finally, I get the cap, pull myself out and I glance up praying that the cashier hasn't seen me. He's watching everything, of course. And now I've got this <laughs> job of having to get to this round number of petrol. I'm not in the right state of mind for such a stressful, difficult job. It'd be like a surgeon being told that her husband was leaving her right before a pioneering operation. A little bit like that. And I really don't want to go back to the cashier now because I don't have to go over. He probably doesn't know about the petrol cap. He doesn't know about the petrol cap not being attached to the car. All he can see is it looked like I was going through the bin like a fox. <laughs> so I really constantly concentrate and then I end up just getting slightly less petrol than I paid for just to avoid having to be face to face with him and I am never doing that again for Tom although he was kind of grateful so I'll have to remind him of this when he finds out that that £80 advent calendar was not for me (laughs) Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Will I look through some more of these clippings that you sent me? Oh, please do. From the Daily Mail. I think. It's like from www-dailymail-co.uk.cdn.ampproject.org. Oh, I don't know. I so don't know, know if you've been spammed. <laughs> You're a weird spam to you what it is. Passing it on to me. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's some some kind of, I don't know, some, some kind of 
thing where it generates a different URL when you share it on social media uh, or something. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? Didn't really need to go into my theory <laughs> about that. I have a lot of theories about things mm. that I never, never air. If you want to know the truth, it's probably because I didn't get it directly from the Daily Mail website. I probably got it from New Google News, click through, go, there we go. and it there gave a go. different URL. There we go. And uh, it's a headline in the form of a question, as previously discussed. Yep, the answer is no. De-extinction of the woolly mammoth by 2028. Mm. I wonder if it's an ad, it's, uh, uh, although it would be a strange thing for it to be an ad for. It says, colossal biosciences plan to combine DNA from ancient species with living elephants to birth a calf that could live on tribal land. It's a lot there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing I would say is, yeah, find some other land. Mm. Uh, yeah, tri- tribal land has a certain implication, and I, I feel that often, you know, the people who have a connection with the tribal land, they've been through enough. Yeah. Let's put the woolly mammoth somewhere else. They probably don't need that, yeah. Yeah, put them in a park. A park? Well, I don't know. Let me think where, where you could put them. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, do you want them stampeding, though? Huh? Do they stampede? I... We don't know because they're extinct. Oh, they stampede. Look at it. No, but you, you're basing that on appearances. You oh, shouldn't judge just, by appearances. They could just plod. They could just plod. It's probably never broken into a jog, even. Like, we don't know if a woolly mammoth is an a-hole or not. But it's woolly, so it's going to get really hot, isn't it, if it breaks into a jog? It's it's wearing a fur coat. Woolly. (laughs) I mean, the thing that's most exciting to me about this is the the knitwear potential. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. You're thinking shear it. It doesn't hear woolly mammoth and think of... (laughs) The cardigan. Yeah, cardigan socks. Me. I mean, what a great first... Like, I think it'll get passe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm no expert, but it looks as if it would be itchy to me. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, I'm seeing it more like you know, like a shaggy, like that kind of shaggy, soft shagginess. That's not itchy. Mm, I don't know. It, it looks like it gets matted. That's why. Yeah, that's my problem. I think you'd get a lot combing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you don't yeah. really want a cardigan or socks. So you have to comb no, every day. No, really. but the first year that they're available. Oh, well, then yeah, they're not getting people woolly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Um, but yeah, we, we don't know what they're like. I mean, uh, we know that um, early man had his beef with them from mm. cave drawings. Yeah, we're often throwing spears at woolly mammoth. Yeah. Maybe it was a fun game and we're misinterpreting it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there weren't those kind of spears. I don't know. With some other reading of this. That suggests that they do stampede a little bit to me. But yeah, maybe it was a game. Well, you think they were throwing spears? I think they were probably throwing spears because it was, it was then they don't have to think about what we're having to eat for another month. Oh, I assumed it was attacking them because they wanted to eat oh. them. We just don't know, though, do we? We don't know. I mean, some fine old tusks on a woolly mammoth. Mm. Um, I think I would look good with tusks. <laughs> Immediately, I saw them. That is weird. Yeah. How quickly that yeah. image came to my mind. Colossal, colossal bioscience, but colossal bioscience is my favourite company. Colossal, <laughs> massive. There's some picture of the founders of colossal biosciences oh. on this news article. Is that necessary? It looks to me like it's been through some filters or AI or something. They, there's, a, there's a heroic quality to, to them, isn't Look there? at the colours of it, though. Beautiful. They've done the colours lovely of that picture. Too nice, though, isn't mm. it? If, you, if, you, if your company is doing weird genetic things and um, bringing back woolly mammoths and science, you you don't need pictures of the founders looking handsome and no. posing as if they're having a portrait for the National Portrait Gallery. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I feel like stick to your lane. You're not art, you're science. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that. It's not important. That kind of, like, no, nobody's investing in your company because, you know, you look noble and dignified. No, no. 
they're looking at some data. I want you to look harried at a computer. That's yeah, what I want. Yeah, 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 mad scientists. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think, I mean, one of them has got quite an unruly beard. Mm, it's not enough. And the other one looks like, um, yeah, maybe you do some hacking. Okay. But but so maybe maybe there's a slightly maverick side to it. I, mm, I don't know. Mm. Why am I talking about this anyway? <laughs> uh, colossal Biosciences. It's very strange. It, it reads like an advert for Colossal Biosciences. Mm, mm. But then I'm thinking... Who are they advertising to? <laughs> and why would it be in the Daily Mail? But maybe it's not the Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a lot, lot to uh, yeah. say, a lot to um, unpack mm. here. Mm. Um, when Jean was about, I want to say four or something, this came up, the idea that... He was asking me about a woolly mammoth. I said, oh, what's interesting is scientists keep saying they might be able to bring them back one day. And that in his head became conflated with what we need to do to avert the climate crisis. Okay. Don't quite know how. Right, right. Probably just scientists are working hard to avert the climate crisis. Right, right. And then I have a friend who is a scientist with the Ministry of Defence in the Swedish government. Okay. And Gene is convinced that his job is trying to bring back woolly mammoths to stop global warming. Oh, okay, right. Now, it, it, it is why I think this is worth mentioning, because I think you get a lot of insight into me in a, as a parent here, mm. because that is just, all of that is a nonsense. Yeah. But I don't ever want to break his heart oh. by, you know, disavowing him of like these fun, nice ideas about the world that he has. Mm-mm. So I just think it's nice that he thinks Malik is busy trying to bring back woolly mammoths. Yeah. So that, you know, everything's going to be fine. You're going to let him with believe the earth. it. Yeah. But at some point, mm. he's going to repeat that to somebody. Uh-huh. And it's not going to go well for him. So what I should really be doing is um, explaining to him that he's got it muddled up. And letting him be upset about that. Yeah. But I just don't ever want him to be upset. Couldn't in you... my presence, just in the presence of the person who's bullying him, <laughs> saying his dad's friend is bringing back Wooly Mammoths you just, to save the planet. Couldn't you just like make out that Marlick works for colossal biosciences? <laughs> this, could, this could be the way out of it. I think I could go on Canva and Photoshop yeah. his picture into yes. this. Yeah, I could probably do there that. There you go. I could probably do that. Yeah. And print it out for him to keep in his back pocket if anyone questions him. <laughs> Um, what else in these clippings that you sent me? How are we doing for time here? I could I could do one more. Um, do you want me to do cows mm-hmm. or craters? Cows. Okay. Let me click on this. Another question headline. Oh, this time in the Guardian. <laughs> Can cuddling a cow make me feel less stressed? Oh, the answer to that is yes, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is this is some. Um, some some real like gonzo journalism where a journalist called Emma Beddington. Oh, I quite like her. Yeah, she she's gone to uh, a farm in East Yorkshire. Uh, she's paid fifty pounds to pet a retired cow. Okay. And uh, he- some... heavily pet. Like, where do, where's the cuddling come in? Well, it doesn't say heavy petting. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, pet to me is just patting. Well, she's. There's a photograph of her. I wouldn't describe it as cuddling. It's, it looks, it's more like she's had a fall <laughs> <laughs> onto a cow. <laughs> that's, that's a picture. Oh, here. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does make me think there is a big gap between. 
petting and heavy petting, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, too so much we, of a jump. Yeah. Like we, we all we all think, oh, a petting zoo, what a nice thing to yeah, go to. Yeah. But heavy petting No one petting thinks I wish there was a heavy petting zoo. <laughs> it's a massive jump for just one extra word. Yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, you know, as, as you know, I'm a big, uh, big fan of animals. Mm. I like them, with the exception of swans. Yeah. And um, brown clothes moths. Oh. My nemesis. Yeah. Um, and I watch a lot of cute animal videos. It's, I think people would be somewhere between dis- surprised and disturbed if they knew how much time I'm spending looking at videos of animal friends. I didn't know that about you, really. Yeah. Do you? And a lot of the time it does just look like they've they've like put a duck on a dog's head so they can put it on TikTok. Oh. But I choose to believe oh, in the friends. friendship. I do choose to believe it. Oh. Um, so I, d- I do watch quite a lot of videos of cows. Mm. And I like them. Mm-hmm. Got no, ins- no real um, desire to, to cuddle one. They don't look very cuddly. This is, tell you what the problem is. Hooves. With you, I don't. I don't on. want to be cuddling a creature with hooves because I just think I could get hurt. Mm. Like often in bed, Sarah will um, hurt me with her toenails or vice versa, and I think that's just toenails. <laughs> right. Imagine right. how badly that could go with a hoof, a cloven hoof. Yeah, that does seem a lot. So mm. yeah, I'm going off the idea a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to try anything, try you know, you got to try things. Try, what did it say? Did it say make you happier? What was the claim? It makes less stress. You, less. Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> Less stress. I'm going to try it. Try try everything once, except maybe heavy petting a cow. Yes. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Let's start off with Brit Arand. Ah, Brit. Hello, Brit. Is it normal? No, you shouldn't have favourites. I know, and you don't. I don't have favourites, but I I, I do have a small small number of drifters who, if I hear their name, feel a little... My heart skips a beat. Well, you're going to feel the same about the next one as well. Oh, great. <laughs> Is it Becky? <laughs> <laughs> Is it normal, Brit writes, when mm-hmm. the cashier on the till in the supermarket says, enjoy the rest of your day or something to that effect, do you say you too? It's what this follows on from last week, doesn't it? It's what I do, but I've wondered if it's appropriate. Once or twice they said, well, I'm here all day. So am I supposed to say supposed to just say thank you? But then that does that not sound a bit selfish? Like my day is all that matters. So it's the other way around to you sort of saying, how are you? It's them saying, enjoy the rest of the day. What do you say back? You have to say you too. You have to. You have to. And Cause you, could you just say, thank, thank, no, thank, you're right. It's about my day is the only one that matters. She's, yeah. her, her instinct there is very strong and very right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it can't be that common for somebody to say I'm stuck here all day. It's a very particular, and also a, you... a sour type. I'm surprised the type of person who would say that mm. is also saying enjoy the rest of the day. But maybe they've been told to by the that's, supervisor. That's what I think. Because you can still be sat there all day and enjoy it, possibly, or enjoy it more than the yesterday, for example. Something yeah, funny might happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know, someone might buy, like, 3,000 bottles of bleach or something. I don't know. Something interesting. Like, something out of the norm to make mm, it more enjoyable. Mm, I don't know. I often feel that um, if I'm buying something and I'm talking to a cashier, mm. like, the, the dynamic is I'm the person who's free. Mm. Even though I'm not, no, right? But and and they're sort of enslaved, right? Oh God, okay. because I'm moving around the world and they're yeah. stuck at, stuck behind the cash register. I see, yeah. But so what's what's the comeback? To what's better at... than you two that still considers them and their no, no, day? no? no. The, oh, I've got the it. Come, go on. I've got it. Enjoy your day. 
thank you. I hope you have a nice evening. That's good, right? Mm, but what if they were saying, hmm, yeah, I'm going to visit my friend in a hospice? Oh, come on. I can't allow for everything. <laughs> Please, come on. They're saying, enjoy your day. I might be off to a funeral. Like, come on. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day. You too. I'm stuck here all day. I'll soon be home time. Yeah. Not really. Long shift ahead of me. Long, long shift. Well, have a nice sleep. Christmas. Have a slice sleep. I'm not a Christian. I don't celebrate. <laughs> oh, God. Come on now. Well, New Year's coming up. Oh. I always feel sad on New Year about the passing of time and everything I've not accomplished. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. At this stage, it's not your problem. No. It's their problem. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have we solved that? I think we did. Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm moving on. You yeah, ready? Soon, I think soon be Christmas. Soon be Christmas. Well, it's, for this time of year, that's fine. Yeah. As long as they're not spending it alone. Yeah. At least the nights are getting lighter, you can say, after Christmas. I mean, not immediately after Christmas. No. You have to wait for spring equinox or whatever it is. I don't know when it is. <laughs> I no, think... no, no. It's, it's, uh, you can say that, can't you, from about the 21st. Of, at least the nights are getting longer. At least the days are getting longer. From from when? The 21st of December? Yeah. Okay. So so once you've said soon be Christmas, mm. after that, yeah. after Christmas, you can transition into, oh, at least the days are getting lighter. Okay. And then... And now I'm going to disagree so with after that. after midsummer, you can start saying, <laughs> it'll soon be Christmas. Great. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's sorted out. Right. Mm. Dame Laura. It's the Laura you're thinking of. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Our daughter started at a new nursery earlier this year. On arrival at the old nursery, we had to ring the doorbell and wait outside for a member of staff to come and answer and then endure small talk with them whilst walking to the room or garden to find our daughter. Our new nursery operates differently, giving all parents the code to the door so we can let ourselves in. We thought this was great. No more small talk. However, it has arisen a new form of awkward encounter. Mm. The policy is not to let anyone else in at the same time. Everyone who enters must enter the code and I am a rule follower. The right thing to do upon arriving at the same time as someone else is entering or leaving is to wait at the bottom of the three steps to the door and allow the door to close itself before proceeding. However, not everyone does the right thing. Two questions. One, is there anything better to say to these people apart from, I'm really sorry, even though I have nothing to apologise before, for when not holding the door open when they are heading towards it? And what should I say if someone holds the door open and invites me to tailgate? I always pretend to be busy rummaging in my bag or staring at my phone to avoid following closely behind someone else. But sometimes it's unavoidable when someone opens the door to leave whilst I am approaching. Oh, God, this is horrible. It's this so stressful. Really horrible. Yeah. It's so stressful. If you're a rule follower, yeah. this is stressful. So let's do the first one first. So someone... Hold on. Okay, so so Laura's g- going through the door. Someone's not far behind her. Yeah. And she oh, has to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry and then I'm close not, it in their face. I'm closing it in your face, yeah. Is there anything is there anything better to say than I'm so sorry? Could you make a weak joke? Sorry, rule follower here, that kind of thing. Is it a case where you just don't say anything? No, you can't just not say anything. Be to take my children out of this nursery. Oh, start homeschooling them. I'd be tempted to override this whole uh, very safe system. <laughs> it's awful. It's really it's awful. awful. I feel like they the the nursery need to put somebody on the door. You're right. Could you say something along the lines of, "Sorry, um, I let someone in once. Got so told off. Gonna have to close the door on you." I would do that. Well, we could go. I still think. 
people wouldn't take me. You just say, oh, I let someone in once and, and something terrible happened. No, don't say that. It's not true. No, don't say that. I know, but that, you know, nobody would ever question you again. No, but they'd probably like go to like the office and say, what's this about something terrible happening? <laughs> I'd like to know the full information. Yeah, that's true. You can't say that. Oh, God, this it's is a so horrible situation. I, I would be, I would be, I, I actually think I'm saying I'm sorry is fine for a start. And if you wanted to say something else, I would say, oh, I don't. I'd make a joke of it. I don't let you in. Sorry, got told off once. I'd put, I'd put all the blame on the nursery. The nursery, you should make a sign as if it's from the nursery and put it on the gate, like a very angry sign saying, do not under any circumstances mm. um, allow parents to tailgate. Mm. Um, doing so will result in expulsion <laughs> and a fine. The good thing about that is then you could just sort of like do an eye roll between the yeah. side as you go. You don't have to say a word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That kind of thing. Yeah. There we go. Invested, Short term, slightly, in that I don't know how long that sign's going to stay up for, but it'd be interesting to know how long we're staying up No, but this is because you think small about these things. You're thinking of like ripping a page out <laughs> of your notebook and sellotaping <laughs> oh! it up like you, you. I'm saying get a sign writer. Yeah, yeah, employee. Because it'd be worth it long term. Can I say something? I would yeah. be fascinating to see how long I'd stay up for because there would always be someone thinking that someone else had done that, like mm. who worked there. Mm. Be like, oh, that must have been Marjorie or Miriam. But or... I'd be using like roll plugs. Drill. So dead of the night. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. You know like when people go and steal Banksy's in the middle of the night? Yeah. Like, yeah. And no, you'd be like Banksy. Yeah, yeah, going yeah. Going and like installing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and does that, and that solves the second problem as yeah. well then? Yeah, because yeah. you'd be all like, solved. oh, yes. oh, no, yeah. look all at the Don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My lips are zipped. <laughs> And that was our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it hugely. <laughs> Trying something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? It worked or not worked? I like Jury's it. out. I, I don't like know. Um, send us a quandary for Quandary Corner. Send us a story. Hello at driftpodcast.com. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com. Stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And do you know what I'm going to say? The doors are in your keys. Yes! Aye! Podication time. Comes from Manchester. And Mighty Dame Vicky, who says... Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. Please, could I request a podication for the show before the 27th of November, if possible, and if not, already bagseed? Done. Annabelle has made that happen for I you, have. Vicky. I have. It's a two-pronged podication. One part for my other half to celebrate our two-year anniversary, and one part for the drifters who inspired me with their various podications to partners to think that drifter life didn't have to be spent alone. Oh. Interesting. I lived alone for all of lockdown and was very cautious as I was looking after some family who were shielding close by. 
Whilst I'm usually very happy in my own company, I quickly realised even I had limitations on this, and that spending days with only a brief chat to the Hermes man wasn't a great way to live. Was it the Hermes man at that stage? (laughs) I think it was transitioning to every. No, every was 2022. Okay. Um, It got me thinking about life in general. And whilst I had a decent job, home and friends, I was generally quite lonely and felt a bit left behind as other friends had partnered up and produced numerous offspring. However, the other side of this coin was that, as a drifter, the thought of putting myself out there and dating filled me with genuine horror. Hearing the podications of the other drifters to their partners increasingly made me think that all of us, with our quirks and oddities, could still find a person who would be happy in our company and even be better off for it. So I went for it. I signed up to Hinge and went on some dates. My first date was with a lovely guy who I didn't fancy in the slightest. Pressure off. We had a nice date and went our separate ways. My second date was with Rob. I would like to have heard more about that first guy. He sounds amazing. <laughs> the one that got away. <laughs> yeah. Um, straight off. I just knew this was a good guy. He was open and chatty and interested and interesting. I wanted to know more. We had the slowest romance. Slow mance. Can't think of a better, less soppy word. Apologies. There we go. I think slow man is your word. Yeah. In fact, I really feel that um, that could become word of the year and be in the Cambridge. Yes. Century. Slow months feels like yeah. It could happen, Next it? year, let's get let's it going. Make that happen. Yeah. With our, all our reach and influence. Oh, it's been massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, with some, uh, <laughs> with some very awkward drifter moments along the way, but somehow getting through those moments brought us a lot closer. Sorry, I put a lot, a lot in there. Hmm. Not Vicky. Okay. And then she's about to use a lot. Oh. So subliminally, I must have been jumping ahead. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But I needed to feel the need to point it out. Otherwise, people would think, oh, I like Vicky, but very poor writing. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Twice in one mm. sentence. Um, those moments brought us closer and we laughed a lot, which felt the best way to muddle through. We're now two years in and living together and he just makes me feel safe and happy and able to be more myself than I ever have. Drifter awkwardness and all. I love sharing our life and look forward to the future together. I hope you've survived the soppiness here and that maybe I have. I, I enjoyed, I'd say I actively enjoyed the soppiness. Me too, loved it. And that maybe if there are any other drifters out there on the fence about taking a chance on someone, then this might give them the nudge to try. And thanks to the other drifters who nudged me. I'm leaving weird pauses. Mm. It's because I've taken my glasses off. Okay. So I've got to make the print really big on the screen. Okay. And I'm doing like an odd scrolling thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mighty Dame Vicky, Manchester. P.S. I kept ma- meaning to send this in an Instagram post from a friend of mine that confirms all our drifter late night worries are in fact justified. Shall I open it up? Do it. Okay. Says, you know when you misspeak to someone in a shop or restaurant and say something really funny, stroke stupid, and people are like, oh, it's okay, they'll have forgotten about that already. 
Let me tell you that in 2009, a customer in the first McDonald's I worked in asked me for a Dairy Lee McFluffy instead of a Dairy Milk McFluffy. And I still think about it and laugh probably once a fortnight. <laughs> See, our fears are founded. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I, I, I really. Michelle, why did I say that? I don't know. Weird. Hmm. Because, oh, I'll tell you why. That's hello, hello. <laughs> it can't be that. It was. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm sort of ashamed now to admit it because when I saw the name Vicky, I thought of saying, oh, I wonder if it's Vicky Michelle. I thought, what a stupid, inane thing to say that would be. <laughs> and yet somehow it found its way out of my <laughs> mouth anyway. Um, yeah, Vicky, uh, I really enjoyed that email. I am thrilled that story from Mother Drifters nudged you I know. a little bit it's so and i just nice. just wanted to say that like if you are you know any any drifter listening to this there are multiple people out there many people i would say who are just going to adore your company however weird and awkward you are oh that's so nice be that in a romantic context or some people just that's not for them yeah it's not for that not for them we think we think you know we have a tendency to think you know everybody loves somebody but you know these things take different forms. Yeah. So I didn't want to discriminate against the asexual, for example. That's very good of you. I'm so thoughtful. You are so thoughtful. It's just like really just considering the needs of different groups and how mm. they might feel. Mm. It's a wonderful quality in me. <laughs> and I think it's really, you know, developed in recent years because um, it's not something I would necessarily have been guilty with. Maybe back when we were on the radio. Okay. For better and for worse. Mm-hmm. And you stopped yourself from saying Vicky Michelle. Like, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Growth. Even at 50. Yeah. I mean, I am actually shrinking, as it turns out, physically. <sighs> Height-wise. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like a bad day when I last got measured. Oh. But like one and a half centimetres <laughs> seem to have gone somewhere. Oh, hunching. Yeah. I've got some exercises for you. I'll show you them. Yeah, I won't do them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'd like to see them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll show you it now if you want. No, I'm not going to show you no. now. Um, Vicky, very pleased for you. Really like that email. Lot, lot to like about Vicky. Yeah. And this Rob character. Yes, yes. Yeah. I even like the guy who got away as well. I like everyone on this. No, I'll tell you what. Mm. I feel nothing for him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what if the Hermes man was Gary as well? Like this, is, this <laughs> Honestly, it's a great email. <laughs> okay, if you would like a publication... No, you have to do, don't you? Yeah. You have to email us. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Take the mouse, press stop on the recording software. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.